Now, the program to help you and your family get fit and stay fit with a biblical foundation without a one-size-fits-all plan. It's Faith Family Fitness with your host, Full Armor Sports and National Champion Coach, Jason Lupo. All right, welcome to another episode of uh, Faith Family Fitness on 100.7 The Word. I'm Jason Lupo. Today I have a phenomenal guest, the host of the Competing for Christ podcast, Ken Burke. Uh, He's interviewed NFL players, MLB players, coaches, uh, athletic directors. He had Jason Romano uh, on his show not too long ago. Uh, So we are excited to hear from him. We're going to be talking about uh, what it means to compete for Christ and the lessons that he's learned after running his show for a little over a year. So we're going to take a brief time out. When we come back, uh, we are going to have our guest, Ken Burke, for a nice conversation. Thanks for listening to Faith Family Fitness, a presentation of Full Armor Sports Teams. Teamwork is at the core of any successful organization. Full Armor Sports, led by national champion coach Jason Lupo, is now registering for school year sports programs. Full Armor is a multi-sport teaching and training organization with homeschool options available. All of Full Armor Sports coaches are certified and experts in their field. Full Armor's coaches combine for over 500 years of coaching experience. They will help your kids gain fundamental skills, the concepts of teamwork, essential to being successful throughout their lives. Multiple sports options are available now, from swimming, softball and volleyball, to powerlifting and youth MMA. The faith-based approach to making sports fun and productive are a great choice for your kids at Full Armor Sports Teams. Learn more at FullArmorSportsTeams.com. Welcome back to Faith Family Fitness. Today we have a phenomenal guest, the Competing for Christ podcast host, Ken Burke. Ken, are you there? How are you doing today? Hey, Jason. I'm doing good. How are you? Hey, doing great. Hey, you've been running this show for a while. What led you to start the Competing for Christ podcast? So I think there's a couple of reasons, but I think the biggest reason why I started it was because I think I felt God felt God calling me to share and discuss topics that I struggle with as an athlete, uh, as, I, as I just included my senior year in college of being a baseball player. But whether whether that be one of the biggest issues that I that I struggle with in identity issues or things like seeking personal glorification or how God can use injuries for his good. Like, I, I didn't know that then when I was going through these struggles and going through all of this, but now when I look back, I'm just like, wow. Like, he was kind of preparing me for this. Um, but people ask me this all the time, like, why Why did you start this? Why a podcast? And I always bring up that I had no experience in podcasting beforehand. I, I had, like, three to four guests in my mind that I wanted to have on for the show, but I mean, now that we're at episode 40, uh, or almost to 40, I realize that God just keeps putting people in my life, I guess, through through social media or whatever it may be to to continue the podcast and continue to the journey. That's awesome. I I know that there's a ton of athletes, uh, just like you talked about, identity issues, things like that. There's, There's a lot of topics that, you know, 
we have to dive into as athletes, as coaches, athletes getting injured, athletes having bad performances, good performances. Uh, We see the sportsmanship issues all the time on TV, on the field, uh, things like that. And so it's great what you're doing. It's great to have so many different uh, guests on your show give their opinion on what's going on. Um, You've been hosting the show for a long time. You've had some very prominent guests on your show. You've had NFL players, MLB players, uh, like I said, coaches. You've had athletic directors, uh, even pastors, and a lot of athletes on your show. I mean, what are the primary lessons that you've learned throughout hosting this show for the last, you know, over a year? I think there's obviously so many that I've that I've learned that I, I didn't think uh, were such big issues in sports, but. The biggest one, like I already mentioned, was this common theme that I that I keep seeing, which is identity issues with, I mean, people, NFL players, whether they're in America or not, everybody, most most people that that play sports struggle with identity issues. And I've talked to people in Indonesia, South Africa, Kenya, and more. And I think as Americans, we think that this is just our culture, our culture's problem, but they emphasize all the time that they struggle with this so much. They struggle with, you know, wanting to win all the time, wanting to put their faith in sports and not in God. Uh, and I think that's, that's one of the biggest issues, biggest lessons that I've learned is just continue to make God the center of our lives, not the sports that we play or any other idol that you could have in your life. But another lesson that I've learned is I think people just don't understand the gifts that God has given them. And they don't, they don't appreciate it in a sense, because, you know, some may have the gift of hitting a baseball 400 feet and you look to them and you're just like, Oh, I wish I could do that. But you yourself, you could, you know, have the gift of being a good teammate and a good leader and a good servant. And, Whatever it is, I think I think realizing the gifts that God has given you and steward them in a way that glorifies Him is is so important, and that's another big lesson that I've learned throughout this journey. Yeah, I think it's really hard. You know, as an athlete myself, you were an athlete. Um, you kind of start identifying yourself as that athlete, right? Like, mm. I'm Jason Lupo. I'm a swimmer, right? Or I'm a triathlete, or I'm a cyclist. And our athletes you know, tend to do the same thing. Like that's their identity in their schools. That's their identity. That's their personal identity. And we always talk to our athletes. Uh, We run a a faith-based organization, Full Armor Sports Teams in Colorado Springs. We always talk to our athletes about Mm -hmm. like, if that is your primary identity, what happens if that all goes away? Because we've seen it so many times, you know, I'm a baseball player and then I get injured and now I'm not a baseball player. Who am I? Yeah. And I think God, he has showed me so much through injuries, specifically injuries, because I, my freshman year in college, I tore my, my hip up. I tore my hamstring. I had to get surgery. So I was out that whole year. And I think that was the first time that I realized that God was trying to get my attention. You know, he was trying to say, Hey, I am your God. You don't have another God. You can't, you can't have another God if you follow Christ. And having that injury just, it kind of shifted my gaze in a way. And it made me like, because I wasn't doing anything. I was just sitting in my room in my dorm, just 
like pouting because I couldn't play anymore, but God was using it in a way. And, you know, back then I didn't realize that, but now I do. Yeah. And I think it's hard. I think it's hard to, to spend so much time, even for the everyday person, that's not an athlete, right? Like work can become that idol. And we spend so Mm -hmm. much time in what we do, right? Sometimes it becomes hard to remember to put God first in our lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's so easy, too, because, you know, even though we have faith and we have, you know, we know God is real because of what the Bible says and what has happened in our lives, but sports are something that's like, it's here, you know, it's it's in this world and you you can do it every single day, but God, I mean, you don't see him. And it's just easier to it's easy to fall into the trap of making sports your idol when you don't even realize it really. Like you don't even realize that you're kind of worshiping your sport because you're thinking about it every day. You're talking with your friends. You're hanging out with your teammates, and it, it just becomes another idol in your life. Yeah, especially when it's like in the moment, right? You've got that mm-hmm. game on. It's in the moment, right? I'm a huge Clemson fan. I wasn't too happy with that Notre Dame loss, but. You know, like <laughs> you're in the moment. That's that's all that you care about during that time. And so, mm-hmm. you know, I, I had to remind myself uh, yesterday was the election. Right. And so I have a button, um, a turning point USA button that says God is has the greater sign government. And so I wore that around yesterday just to remind myself. Right. That that God is bigger than whatever happens today. And I think that's a lesson that we got to kind of carry into sports too, right? Like God is bigger than this sport. God is bigger than, than what's going on. Yeah. And (laughs) that is so hard too, because I mean, I'm a, I'm a Florida Gators fan. I'm a Atlanta Braves fan. I'm a Jacksonville Jaguars fan. And it's just, it's, it's tough sledding sometimes, (laughs) but obviously with the Braves last year, it was, it was good. And uh, we won the world series, but, you know, the Jags have, haven't won, had a winning season since uh, 2017. And then after, before that, it was who knows how long. But <laughs> it's, it's really, really difficult to not uh, get caught up in the moment, get caught up in, you know, accolades or achievements or wins and losses. It's like it's, it's so easy to just fall into that trap. But, you know, I, I encourage everybody to just take a step back, take a deep breath, and, like, just, remember what your priorities are and what like what God God calls us to be as an athlete or a fan or a parent watching their kid being, you know, playing T-ball. Like it's, it's all about perspective really. Yeah. I mean, we, we have a ton of listeners on our program that are parents. Um, a, a lot of our athletes, my own athletes listen to this show. I, I mean, what is like, the advice that you would give to our youth right now when it comes to competing for Christ? I would say just enjoy it. Uh, just enjoy the opportunities and enjoy the experiences that God gives you through through sports because before you know it, they'll be gone. And I know probably every coach that has ever existed said, enjoy it before it's gone because it won't be here for long. But it's so true. Like I struggled I struggled when I was in high school and when I was younger because I put so much pressure on myself and I put so much, I thought so much about what, when I was playing about, you know, I can't make a mistake. I can't do this, can't do that. And I wanted to get a scholarship to play in college. And I think that was the most important thing at the time for me. And 
looking back, that corrupted my athletic experience. And I, I regret it so much now because there were so many amazing experiences, amazing opportunities that I just kind of, I took for granted because, you know, we, we had a, a good win, but all that I thought about was, oh, was there, was there a scout in the stands? Was there somebody trying to recruit me in the stands? And that just kind of corrupted my athletic experience. And I think that's another reason why I started the podcast was to help people in the younger generation, not let, not, I guess not, or help them not make the same mistakes that I made because trust me, learn from me because it's not, it's not fun looking back now and just regretting and not having this ideal experience. Um, and for the parents out there, I, I wrote my senior paper in college. It was like 30 pages on why adults or how adults can corrupt youth athletics, whether that be parents, coaches, referees, umpires, whatever it is. And the results are astounding. Like it was, I wrote so many things or there were so many topics, so many reasons why people fall into the depression after their athletic experience, why they, you know, feel like they don't, they aren't good enough for their parents because their parents, you know, they're so involved. And I know that parents spend so much money and so much time going to these events and going to, you know, their sons and daughters games, but like that can put a, so much pressure on just, you know, a 10, 12 year old. And for the parents out there, I would just say to just emphasize to your kids that when you see them play, it brings you joy. And that was, that was one of the other big things that uh, Dan Britton, the FC, FC, F, he was the COO of FCA. He said the biggest thing that parents can say to their kids while they're playing is you, when I, when I watch you, you give me joy and that will, it won't even, it won't only help your son or daughter. It will help yourself because you'll be put, you'll put that into perspective that, you know, this T-ball game, this pop Warner game, isn't, it isn't the end of the world. It isn't the end of the world if they don't perform well or they don't win. Uh, so I know, I know that's a long answer, but uh, it's something that I'm very passionate about. And uh, I think that, Parents can either, a lot of times, either make or break an athletic experience. Yeah, I think as adults, right, um, we want what's best for the kids. We're focused on trying to improve the kids' athletic performance. And, and sometimes I go home and I bang my head against a wall and go, like, what was I thinking? And, and I've apologized to my mm. athletes for things that I've said and things like that because you, you do get in the moment and you get heated and things like that. And so there's this fine balance between like how hard do you push a kid versus, you know, give them that kind of loving touch sort of thing to try to balance it out to keep it enjoyable for them, but keep them improving and also kind of instill that that drive and athletic prowess that, that you want to see. And so there's definitely a fine balance in sport. Yeah, and when I look back now, I, you know, you think about the wins and the losses and you, you really don't, you don't remember a lot about that, but you remember the experience that you had under either, either under a coach or, you know, how your parents treated you as, as an athlete. And 
when I look back now, I'm just like, I, I tried to make certain adults proud when I should have just been focused on, you know, having, enjoying my experience, like I said before, and then enjoying the gifts that God has given me and enjoying what the opportunities I have, because at, at the end of the day, that's, that's all that really matters because it's obviously you want to impress your parents and you want to, you know, play and you want to impress your coach so you can play. Uh, but I, I think it's all about perspective and I think it's all about stewarding the gifts that God has given you, not for parents or coaches or scouts, but for God. Yeah. And you brought up a lot of what we try to instill in our programs. We actually have on our website, we have a little letter from, from me and it, and it says, you know, achievements, trophies, wins, losses will fade, but the memories and friendships uh, will last forever. And, and, and that mm. truly is what we try to focus on. I, I said a long time ago that if we focus on building a strong, cohesive team, the results will be there. Right. And, and, and if we focus mm. on the results, we don't get the strong, cohesive team all the time, right? Uh, we want our athletes to compete against each other, but we don't want it to be a cutthroat program, right? We want them to compete against each other because it's fun uh, in order to develop them further in practice. But we we need that strong, cohesive team. And if we do that, everybody wants to be there. Everybody wants to train hard for each other, and, and we'll get the results we want. Yeah, and I think I uh, I tweeted I tweeted this the other day because I heard it somewhere, but Satan hates that you love sports. He hates that God has given you gifts to enjoy sports, and he's going to do anything in his power to corrupt that experience. And you know, from for myself, that that happened the majority of the time, or not a majority, but most of the time, because I, I let him and I, I let my sports be corrupted by Satan and. I would just encourage everybody to just pray that, you know, God uses your sport experience for his glory and you don't try to make it something of this world because that's, it doesn't leave you satisfied. I mean, what have you found through your interviews with other athletes and in, in, in your roles in your own life? What, what does it look like to glorify God through athletic performance? Mm, that's, that's a really good question. I think for somebody that I had on, they they just said that glorifying God through sports is not only just praying before and after the games, but being a servant like Jesus, like being like Christ on the field or court, being you know a servant, being somebody that shows love when they play, doesn't knock each other down to get where they're going, but brings each other up, brings everybody, all their teammates with them when, you know, when they succeed, not when they compete, don't, you know, even though you're competing against somebody, they're not your opponent, they're your competitor. And I, I don't know where, I, I think I read that somewhere, but they're not your, it's, it's really, it can be really tarnishing if you call somebody your opponent, because it's like, your opponent is Satan and you know, you can somebody, some people can compare your opponent with Satan. And it's just, it's a really, really hazardous thing sometimes. So just having a Christ-like mindset when you go into competition, uh, that that's a really important thing. 
Yeah, that's that's interesting. It's interesting the way that you kind of phrase that. You know, I, I'm a huge UFC fan, right? Um, I, I love watching UFC, and and it brings a whole different kind of perspective to the idea of like fighting, right? Because you have two guys mm-hmm. who are like going at it. Um, y- y- it almost gives you kind of a real sense of a lot of what Paul talks about in the Bible. And afterwards, you know, they, they hug each other and, and they're good sports about it. But in the moment, man, they are fierce competitors. Um, they, and they're, they're trying to take, take take each other out. And a lot of those guys uh, will talk about God in their, in their post-match uh, interviews and the press conferences, things like that. Um, but it, I, I love UFC and it kind of puts it in perspective of, you know, what does it mean to like truly compete? Because those guys man, they're in it. Cause if you're not in it, you're getting knocked out. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it, it, true. it's just, it, it's an interesting thing when you ask athletes, like, what does it mean to compete for Christ? Um, and, and a lot of times what our athletes respond is, is it comes back to effort. Mm. You know, it's, it's yeah. giving their all on the field. Right. Right. And I think for myself and people that I've seen, it's it's a very fine line too because you know it's just like in life yes we're called to do works but that's not why we're saved yes we're called to give a good effort for jesus when we compete but that's not why jesus loves us we of course of course give your best effort when you're competing but don't do it to earn god's salvation earn earn the salvation of christ because that's not that's not the gospel. And I think just being true to, to what the Bible says, especially in athletics, is the number one thing that you could do. And I know that we all want to give our best effort, and I, I was probably the first person to, to say that I'm, I was not, not the best competitor uh, when it comes to biblical standards uh, for most of my career. But now looking back, it's so it's so clear to me how you can you know you can compete for Christ but also want to give that effort but not in a corrupt way. Yeah, for sure. Hey Ken, we're gonna take a brief time out and when we come back we are gonna wrap this uh, conversation up. Thanks for listening to Faith Family Fitness, a presentation of Full Armor Sports Teams. Teamwork is at the core of any successful organization. At Full Armor Sports, led by national champion coach Jason Lupo, a Christ-centered approach to sports fundamentals and fitness has earned his company the respect of athletes and their parents. Full Armor Sports is committed to helping youth in our community experience growth through sports and to strive for improvement and excellence. Further, youth compete as individuals coming together with a sense of teamwork camaraderie, and support for one another. At Full Armor Sports, the reality is achievements, failures, wins, and losses eventually fade away. But the bonds team members form through competition evolve into relationships lasting forever. Learn more at FullArmorSports.com. All right, welcome back to Faith Family Fitness. Uh, Thank you so much, Ken Burke, for joining us today. Jason, I, I can't thank you enough for having me on. It was such a pleasure to talk with you. Hey, I appreciate it. I look forward to, to further conversations with you. Uh, you've brought a ton of great insight uh, to this program. 
If you missed any part of today's show, you can go online any of your favorite podcast providers and look up Faith Family Fitness, and you'll be able to listen to this show in our past episodes. Also find us at faithfamilyfit.org for more information. And once again, we would love your support for Full Armor Sports Teams. If you go to fullarmorsportsteams.com, you will find some phenomenal programs for your kids. Join us every Saturday at 9 a.m. on 100.7 The Word for Faith Family Fitness. Thank you for joining us. This has been Faith Family Fitness with Coach Jason Lupo of Full Armor Sports Teams of Colorado Springs. Join him at the same time next week for Faith Family Fitness on The Word 100.7.